Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome to uh, this Thursday, um, Heavenly Places, the podcast. I'm your host, Jameer, and I'm and also along here with uh, uh, Dorothy. Um, and today we're going to have a, a special uh, show, but I'd I like to think that all the shows are kind of special. But um, this evening we're going to be talking about some of the, the current events, some of the current events that are going on in the news, particularly here in the nation and things that not just talk about what's going on, but um, things that maybe we can, we can do about it, you know, because on a, on a regular news television shows, you watch those and they're always talking about what's going on. They got the morning news and they got the local news. I mean, national news, the, the uh, local news, and then they repeat it again, midday, then it comes on again. Of course, during the, uh, when you get home from work and then in the evening, and they talk about a lot of things that are going wrong. You know, it's kind of discouraging, you know, after you hear these things over and over again. And some people, they get depressed. Some people, I know, like a few of my brothers and sisters, they don't, they don't even uh, like to watch it, watch the news. And I guess I I haven't got got into that yet where I don't like, like not to watch it. But it's interesting to see, I guess, what's going on. But um, we have a few topics. But first, I wanted to um, open up with the prayer, and then also a scripture too. Uh, Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for your salvation, Father. We lift up, we lift up all the listeners um, that you would guide and direct their path, oh, Father, this day. Draw them towards you, Father. Um, even draw all the people of God, the people who are called by your name, Father. Draw them closer towards you too. Your word says in that second. Chronicles seven fourteen, Father Lord, that um, that you have a people um, who were away from you, but if they draw to you, that you would do many things, like heal the people and heal the land, meaning the whole nation and everything that's going on within them. Anything that's been lack, Father Lord, heal heal your people, God, heal them in their bodies, their minds, and souls, oh, Father, and and their finances and, and within their nation and their communities. We ask these things in uh, the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, one of the, the first one of the first scriptures I actually want to start off with is uh, um, Ecclesiastes chapter one verse nine, and this is kind of like a bad, kind of bad scripture. Ecclesiastes is actually one of those books. I believe uh, Solomon he wrote it, and he was just talking about how everything is just bad, 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 bad. Um, and this is one of the, one of the things too. Actually, this says uh, verse by scripture. I might have heard it before. Um, what has been, what has been, will be again, and what has been done will be done again. And basically, it says, if you ever heard the saying, "There is nothing new under the sun," so that's where that comes from. Exodus chapter one, verse nine. So, one of the things that we, I guess, have to realize that a lot of things that are going on or happening back in the day of Noah, and guess what? Uh, our father protected his people back then, and guess what? He's going to protect us now. But um, Noah wasn't just sitting around watching TV, but there were things that the father, our father got to told him to do um, during that time when everything was going crazy. And <laughs> so everything that we're experiencing now is, is probably not anything that's really new. It's just other ways of doing evil, wicked, and demonic stuff with technology and all that. And even in some cases, some people believe that actually there was some technology back then during that time that had been destroyed, that they were doing some of the same evil, wicked, crazy, nasty things, which is very, 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 very highly <laughs> possible, you know, from some of the scientific data that's gathered. But uh, um, there's one thing that I, I, Dorothy, she actually sent an article Um I guess I, I guess we can start off with that one. There's just so many things that's going on, you know. <laughs> but let's start off with that one, and that one actually might take take a, a good portion of it, and I can I can talk about some of the other ones later. Uh, Dorothy, you want to get on? And uh, are you are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, yeah. Do you want to read that? Um, I'm. Well, I can bring it up. I guess. Let's see. I put it in my one tab. I found one tab is wonderful. 
I've never heard of that one. Um, it's a browser extension on Chrome, and you can put different, you know, ta- girls in there. Like this story, I put it over there so I could get to it fast you, instead of bookmarking it and then forgetting where you bookmarked it. Oh, this is just right yeah, there. bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, Activist Mommy is uh, one of her sayings is not on my watch. I don't know if any one of you guys have actually read this girl, but she says she's fighting for family, faith, and freedom, which we all need to be doing. That's what we're here for, part of um, bringing salvation to people or bringing the gospel to people. And she is declaring a day of mourning over the New York abortion law this Saturday. And she's it's nationwide. And she says, we are asking Americans to wear black, to not shop. That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. To close down your businesses for the day and to repent for the sin of abortion. Uh, let's see, we, you know the Benham brothers. We have them speaking. Black conservative David J. Harris will be speaking. We're holding a huge flagship rally that's already sold out in Albany, New York, right in the epicenter of where Governor Cuomo signed and celebrated that outrageous infanticide law. <clears throat> but, I mean, we don't have to go to New York and do all that stuff right here. Mm-hmm. In our homes. Exactly, yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, she has a new book, Not on My Watch, How to Win the Fight for Family, Faith, and Freedom, which I should probably pick that up. That sounds like it has a lot of, it's meant to equip Christian moms, dads, grandparents, and millennials to tackle the current cultural issues of Natural marriage, free speech, the sexualization of children, abortion, and gender erasure. That's what it is. It's, they're trying to erase the boundaries between the sexes. But uh, yes. this is something, this is one woman, you know, that got so verklempt about what's going on in the culture. It's affecting everybody. I mean, it's not something that hide in your house and think everything around you in your little world is going to stay the same when people are doing this in the culture. Um, it's it's just not, I mean, besides the fact that we're called to stand our ground and, you know, when you've done everything you can do, then you just still just stand, you know. And we're not supposed to give up ground to the enemy. So I think this is wonderful that she's doing this. Yeah. this um, Actually, I, when you seen the, seen the article, I actually watched the video like um, two days before that on uh, <laughs> CBN. She was, they were interviewing her or had a story about her and how she was uh, in the schools and everything and trying to like the different programs they have for like, like you was talking about the gender thing, how they trying to eliminate the genders um, as far as male and females and how she's trying to, like you said, like she's trying to stand and take a stand. I know even here in uh, Missouri where I live, one of the things that was happening maybe three, three, I can't remember how long ago it is, but we see now that we have, um, three restrooms at the place I used to work at because of everything that was going on with the struggle. Now they have a men's restaurant. Well, they always had a men's restaurant. They had a woman's restaurant. And actually they took a little bit bit away from the men's restroom in order to make another restroom for, I guess, the people who don't know what they are or something, I guess. I don't don't know what it is, but our, our campus, I really don't remember hardly seeing anyone use it. It was almost like if anyone wanted to use it, it was like their own private restroom. But that's 
another another issue right there. But that um, just what some people was able to do, and they was able to galvanize and get those three restrooms. Um, the the people of God, you know, is like, oh, okay, why why do we want to fight over a restroom, you know? <laughs> but the thing is, it's the, it's the reason, I guess, for the restroom why they want to do that because they want to bring uh, <clears throat> deception. Because a lot of a lot of times you have um, people who really honestly don't know what or what they are, who they're supposed to be. And then you got this thing like, oh, society is just, just confirming my confusion. So um, that I'm really am supposed to be confused, <laughs> you know. So you, you got people growing up in those types of situations, and when they see that all around, then if they don't see anybody else, I guess telling them that there's another way, and telling them right from wrong. Like even in, as you remember in, in the story of Jonah, that's one of the reasons why God spared the nation of, I believe it was Nineveh, because when you get to the uh, end, Jonah, of course, he went, he didn't want to go there, and even after he got there, the people all repented, but even he was he was mad that they repented because he wanted them, he wanted God to, <laughs> to destroy the place. Um, so anyway, God was telling them, hey, it's, it's a whole lot of people in Nineveh, they don't even know their um, left hand from their right hand, so they, they don't know basically good from bad. You know, um, and that's one of the, the interpretations of it. So, so our Father God, He had mercy, but He needed God. He couldn't come down there, so He sent Jonah to go down there. Even though Jonah wasn't halfway right when he went, he still did what the Father told him to do. Father God told him to do. Like Dorothy says, there there are things that um we can do. Like this this lady, this is one of the things that the Holy Spirit that moved upon our heart to do this. To guess, I guess to stand up in the gap, the gap, you know, and let people know, okay, this is your left hand and this is your right hand, you know. There's no, there should not be any confusion on that, even though they try to do it, like with the television shows, even like some cartoons they have now, just like that. So it's very, very, very crazy, very, very confusing. A lot of things going on with like various, various events are just kind of all bridging and coming together, you know. And it seems like it's the, the minority people, as far as when I mean say minority, as far as number wise, as far as number wise, that they're they're making uh, decisions for the uh, majority, and then we all kind of get stuck with it. <laughs> so now you're stuck with the restroom, and I'm not sure the campus. I mean, of course, that was that was costly that they had to do something like that. Well, I won't go shopping at Target because they will let just anybody stroll into the ladies' room, and I'm not, I'm not up for that. Thank you very much. You know. Oh yeah, that that right there is I, that's one of the things I don't. I really just don't understand. I mean, I know why because it's the deception and all that, and confusion of the enemy, and yeah, it's that. It's not. It's who it is. It's Baphomet. That's the that's it's the a spirit. spirit. Yeah, it's Baphomet. To how many? You know what bothers me too is that in the schools, uh, kids are exposed to this kind of mindset from a lot of the leftist teachers. <clears throat> it's now becoming a trend to be uh, to have that gender dysphoria. So. It's not really going yeah. on, but because everybody else is doing it, you know how kids are with peer pressure, they decide oh, they're yeah. going to do it too. And then they want to get the surgery, which is, you yeah. know. It was um, maybe a couple of months ago I read an article about some little boy and his parents uh, let him get a surgery because he was saying that he was a girl, but now he's a teenager, and he's like, why did his parents let him do that? Because <laughs> now he wants to go back to who he's supposed to be, you know, but they let him, like, little kids make the decisions, which is kind of bad. And the parents just kind of letting them do whatever they want to do. Yeah, that is such an application of responsibility. We're supposed to parent the kids, not the other way around. <clears throat> 
that I used to always tell my kids, I'm the parent, you're the child. So guess what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another thing almost tied to that uh, issue is this is actually something that happened maybe some four or five years ago, but it's been brought up recently in the news. Uh, Chelsea um, Clinton, she uh, she said that she wished that her grandmother had access to uh, Planned Parenthood when she was younger. So that right there, you know, that, that was kind of weird because of her grandmother. <laughs> I mean, we laugh at it because it sounds so silly to us, but it's really sad that these people have no critical thinking skills, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's like, don't you realize that she had access to that and used the facility? It, you wouldn't be here, but I guess she was saying that she didn't mean it that way, but it, what else, What other way could you mean it? <laughs> exactly. I mean, the only thing Planned Parenthood offers is abortion, so... You know, it's not as if they're into women's health. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, a few other things I had on on my um this one of the things was um <clears throat> there's uh this one actually this one thing is the the main thing that's going on is I haven't never watched the show, but I heard people talk about it. It's the actor. I don't. I'm not even sure what his name is, Jesse or Juicy or somebody. But he's a, a show on his this uh, actor on his show called Empire, and he had this thing maybe two three weeks ago where he was did a did a report. Well, first he had received a, a racist and I guess a, a gay letter that said he was he was like that, and then um, so then I guess. The people who wrote that were supposed to came and attacked him, put like a noose on his um, a noose on his neck. So they did that, and then he had, um, I guess he did a, a, a report to the police, but he didn't want to turn in his cell phone and all these kind of things. And he did an interview on um, national TV about everything that happened with that. And now it's coming out that uh, basically that he was probably more than likely the one who wrote the letter and also he paid for the, uh, the guys to jump him. And he was saying that the guys were, um, white men who have read those, uh, make America great hats. Um, but actually they was, uh, Nigerians, Nigerian nationals or, um, from Africa. I'm not sure what their, what their nationality is. I believe they said Nigeria. Um, Anyway, he the actor had actually paid them the the uh the guys to, to do the these things to him so he can file a report. And the police they did the investigation and they were saying, Okay, we're not gonna say that this guy is guilty <laughs> until all this evidence start coming up and now it's basically like he just stays his his own thing, which is very, 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 very bad because that's one thing you really don't want to um around with because we know there's there's uh, discrimination against race because of colors because I have to have myself I have experienced that too but you don't want to falsely accuse anybody or bear false witness <laughs> against anyone and that's the situation he's in actually now he's got a felony because he done made falsifications and um, he was basically blaming a whole other ethnicity group on, on this beating when it, it was him and he said these people was beating him up because he was gay and black which is not the case but basically he said that, it, that he did all of that because of money because he wanted his uh, career to be in advance he wanted to that make more money at his job and I'm not sure how he thought that was going to help him to make more money um, but it is it's probably going to make the television show maybe get rid of him or fire him because of what he's doing. But then you have people on both both sides of the issues. They was like, well, people was like, well, see, you can't trust the, the, the Make America Great people because of this, this, and that. 
Now you have the other situation where where people are going against um, other people. So you got people fighting each other on both stands because of this issue that that uh, that occurred. And um, a lot of times, you know, we we had which is really really bad is like the the racial tension that's going on in America right now. That that, that really did not help um, help with that. But we had to remember as believers that no matter what ethnicity we are. And actually, one thing that's interesting is if you actually, and I'm not encouraging anybody to do it. Actually, I, I did one. I did a, a uh, DNA test, but I already knew that I was, I had several things within me because my, my grandmother's from the Philippines and so was my father. But anyway, so you, anyway, you found out some other things too. Like we had, oh, we have Irish and Russian and all this kind of stuff. Then people say, even though I'm more dominant with the African gene, I mean, that's probably like half of who I am, but the other ones is like but half of the Philippine and then the white and all that kind of stuff. But it's like if I'm talking against them, I'm actually talking against myself. Mine is kind of like high mix, mixture of cultures because of, but it, but if you look at a person who's just like, oh, this person is white or this person is black, if they actually did a, a test too, you would probably find more than likely, especially here in America, that really there's no no one is totally like 100% this and 100% that because it's a whole lot of a mixture that's going on. So oh, talking, a whole about, lot of talking against one yeah. person, you're going to be talking about <clears throat> inside you on You're going to basically be talking about yourself. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so it's almost like we're uh, I know. like the, like the world is, uh, we're kind of with all the mixture other genes and all that kind of stuff. It's almost like we're kind of getting almost back to how it was before the Tower of Babel, where everyone was definitely one one um, people back then. But then everything got when they were trying to build a tower, and he put everybody and gave them the different languages and all that kind of stuff. So now we're almost kind of getting back back to that place, you know, where everybody almost almost is the same kind of thing, you know. So. It's important for us believers not to get involved in, into that into that battle because then we'll be fighting a battle. It's easy to get involved in these different little battles and skirmishes because you might have actually experienced it. I'm not saying those things are not real, but there's something more real that's going on behind the scenes that's motivating those things. And the enemy, he, he, he'll use whatever he can to uh, make division. If it's going to be race, color, skin color, he's going to use that to make um, division. Or if it's going to be what, what color clothes you wear, he's going to use that to make division or which city you're from or what high school you want to. However he can, he's going to use whatever he can that he sees as like differences in between people and how they raised to do that to make division. So... <laughs> Do you, do you have anything you wanted to say on that one? Things. Um, Smollett was arrested today. So, Jesse Smollett. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's okay. He's going to face some time, at least three years, and, and the feds are looking into it as well. So there may be federal charges on top of the local charges. Um. But, yeah, there were a lot of things off about that story from the very beginning. And I imagine there are hate crimes, but I, I you know, I'm white, so <laughs> I, I don't really see them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know there have to be because they just arrested that uh, Coast Guard guy who was going to kill everybody, and he was a... Uh, white supremacists. Now, I don't think there are a lot of them left. I mean, even looking at him, you can see he's old. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, my, my, I've, I've uh, never seen that stuff. You know, as far as I'm concerned, just because my skin is white, it doesn't make me do any different behavior, you know? And, and to me, uh, if a person is black or yellow or pink with purple polka dots, it's not the color of the skin that's going to affect their behavior, you know? Yeah. 
Yes, it's so, yeah, it's how they've been brought up and up, up, up. Um, brought yeah. One one thing. Um, well, one thing I really don't like about the hate crimes is, to me, it's like the whole term hate crime. It seems like anyone that like kills or murders someone is like everything should be hate to me. Like if like for example, the thing that happened in Las Vegas when they had the mass shooting. When a guy was shooting the people out, if you if you're gonna murder someone, and that was at a country festival, that right there, to me, is I mean I'm sure the guy they didn't that was not called a hate crime. It was just called a terrorism thing, t- kind of thing, domestic terrorism. But um, that to me is like someone who hated somebody or hated something, which is motivated by um, I mean, made them do that. So that's hate. It seems like anytime when anything involved with murder, um, all of it involves some type of hate, and this is like something that happens, like on accident or something like that. Um, so I'm not sure why they started this thing with the uh, hate crime. And I know people are, are sometimes <clears throat> racially motivated, but it, but um, there's other crimes that happen within communities. And it's because that person hate per- that person. It could be a white person against a white person, or it could be a black person against a black person. And those are should be, I don't know, just my opinion. Those are hate crimes. Yeah, they too. don't murder. I've never seen anyone murder because they loved the person. You know, it's just it's not a love crime. <laughs> They're <laughs> all. But, yeah, I think the hate crime thing um, was started because it was to cause some more division because then they can call, if they can call it a hate crime, they can they can color a whole group of people as being hateful, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not just because this one white person didn't like a particular black person and and you know killed him so that's hate because they killed him because of his color supposedly but that means they can say well all these white people are violent you know so i think yeah. that's where that comes from it's one of those divisive things um yeah no, that they're they're no, always no, no, no. trying to divide us yeah but yeah and, you, and it's like that on uh, both sides because you have people like the really the black people that really really hate white people, and then white people who really really hate black people, and you have the, these these two groups, you know, and then they'll they like the news or media they'll focus focus on them, but in general most people they'll get along with others because of all these things that are coming at them. They kind of lean they try to lean and leaning towards oh okay maybe that is true some of. I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go do do that or whatever. Or they start developing all these uh, feelings that are basically like brainwashing. And what you have going on, the people who sending out these signals, they don't really care if you're you're black or white. You have the people who are running. Again, in my opinion, like the like the, the Illuminati or whoever they are. Of course, the enemy is behind it all. But you have the elite elite societies. They want us to be. They don't want us to be focused on what they're doing, so they're going to make us focus on all this other stuff. So it's like, oh, racism, yeah, we put that out there, or poor people versus rich people, yes, yes, or, or poor. Actually, that's probably, mainly that's what it is: poor versus rich. Because the elite people, they got like probably eighty percent of the world's wealth and riches, and then they let the crumbs for everybody else, and we end up fighting each other while they're doing whatever they're doing and we're focused on the wrong things and they like, oh, are we tricking them? <laughs> Which is not good. No. No. But, you know, I think we need going on in, in the world and in our country because, not just because we're supposed to stand against the evil, but because, you know, even in our personal relationships, we our lives are affected by other people's free will choices because Father gave us all free will. Now believers, they're going to align their free will with Father's plan. 
But what about all those that have free will and are not aligned with Father's plan? Like, uh, we're not going to talk about Nancy Pelosi this week. <laughs> I've had it with her. <laughs> driving me nuts. Um, but like Bernie Sanders and AOC, these people who want to turn America into a socialist country. And if you're not paying attention to what these people are doing in the news, I think you might be affected if they manage to turn the country socialist. You know? I think that might affect your life, and not in a good way. So it, it's just so important to keep up with the news. And, and I know it's not always pleasant, but it keeps our prayer list full. You know? Yes. Yes. Um one other thing I had about the uh news is um I was watching about this technology they have out now. This artificial intelligence that these these guys they created. And what it does is is it writes. So it writes news stories and all these kind of things and they said it had, they put like 8 million words into it and they read all these articles. And now they said this artificial intelligence thing is so good that if it gets into, they, they won't give anybody the code to it because if it gets into the wrong person's hand, that they can use it for all types of things and mess up all types of stuff. So it's amazing what these uh, computers can do because they said this computer actually wrote like um, a piece to Lord of the Rings. Like it, it read some of the Lord of the Rings series books and it actually uh, wrote something about it. <laughs> so it, wrote, it, huh. added, it added its own, own, like its own little story. And then they was like, wow, they was very impressed with it. And it, it wrote other things too. And they said people, well, people can use it for fake news and then stuff on social media. And, and you, how it writes so good that you, you don't know that it's uh not a uh, human. And they also have this uh, web page. I'm not sure what the web page is, but it generates images, real life images of fake people. <laughs> so it's this saying is keep on learning. I guess it's observing and getting pictures and it's putting images like different hairstyles, teeth and all this kind of stuff and ears. And none of these people that this web page is creating, even though they look like real people, they're not real people. <laughs> so it's, it's just amazing with uh, the technology that we have that we're getting into um, with the artificial advancing quite quickly. It is almost like the days of Noah. Um, we're, we're going through the same stuff now, the genetic manipulation. Um, what else? Oh, all the 72 sexes now. I think it's 72. I might be behind on that one. Um, all that stuff was going on back then. Like like you said at the beginning, there's nothing new under the sun. This is the same stuff, different day, you know? Yeah. And uh, I did want to yeah. touch on the immigration issue because, you know, when when people say they're Christians and they should we should just let all these people into our country. It bothers me because that's, as far as I can tell, that's not scriptural. Did you get a chance to look at the scriptures I sent you? I didn't send it till late today. I didn't. Where, where, um, I don't think I've seen that one. Because in it, when Father's talking about, I've put before you blessings and cursings, choose which one. One of the cursings was having your land overrun by uh, foreigners. You know, you can do a word search for foreigners. You can do a word search for strangers. And there were two distinct kinds of people that Father would address that, you know, there there was the stranger that would come in your midst and want to serve your God and appreciate your your culture and, and just assimilate. Those were okay. That was perfectly fine. But the people that come in, and want to bring their culture in and their idols in um, and their way of life and their thought, you know, the way they think and view the world. Did you see the this latest uh, caravan 
just beat up a bunch of Mexican officials, Mexican immigrant officials, actually. I guess it was like sort of like our ice. They pelted them with rocks. They broke through the southern border of Mexico, came across like 30 of these officers, and just beat the heck out of them, threw rocks at them and everything else. And these people coming up in these caravans, they're not carrying our flag. They're carrying their country of origins flag. So, and and they're not coming in legally. So they're not coming in to assimilate our culture, to, you know, become part of our society. They're coming in to take over. And um, if you, Recall, Israel had quite a few times where when they had those foreigners in and they had their gods in and they were marrying foreign wives, remember? They took up their gods. Even Solomon did. So, you know, you can't just say all these refugees are good for us. We should just not have a wall and not let anybody in. That's that's not scriptural. Yeah, I need the book. I'm trying to pull that email up now. I know one thing about the immigration and the wall. As far as the wall is concerned, I know they said they was going to take that out of the, the national defense budget to build that. <clears throat> and it doesn't seem yes, like... Yes, but he it, has it, to. Hmm? He has to. He declared the national emergency so that he could do that. But there are already 16 states that have filed suit to stop him. And I've got to write my attorney general because our state is one of them. And I, I, I don't want to reap what they're sowing by doing this. I really don't, you know. It affects everybody in the state. Pull this nonsense. And, you know, our motto is the Constitution state. So if they keep doing this unconstitutional stuff, which they've been doing, we're going to have to change our motto because it's not accurate anymore. You know, it just isn't. Yeah, that's one thing that the, uh, that's really the only thing really that's keeping us to have freedom right now is that constitution that the, the people who run the world, if they can really get their hands on that, that thing right there and flip it, will be really, really, really messed up. If they can get their hands on it, but a lot of countries they don't have that type of thing, and that's why they ended up in those situations where they get into those like dictatorships and all that kind of stuff, and like in North Korea and where they don't <clears throat> value the people's lives. They're like their own citizens. They like they just see them as nothing, really. I mean, yeah. So that constitution, we need to we need to make sure that people are not breaking that one. There are people. I don't know if you've heard this story, but there's a group of people who want to have a constitutional conference where you can amend or change the constitution. And there are a lot of people who think that's a good idea because there are some things that could be changed for the better. But I'm thinking. There are way too many lefty liberals in in this country right now to even open that up, you know, because it goes yeah. by um, uh, the bigger number. That's why we don't have a democracy, because a democracy is where the bullies rule, you know. Yeah. So. Well, I think we're like we're we're coming to very very interesting times. We're going to see what happens. With this wall, um, America, they, they, we have like very, very blessed situation, even though it's a whole lot of things going on. Um, but we're, I think we can go either way right now. We can be a country that, um, holds on to the truth, holds on to the scripture and be like a great nation where we, um, could be sort of like a not not a savior, but an outlet to where people can reach reach the savior, where we can send out Bibles and all these kind of things, and food and aid, or we can be a country that uh, gets consumed by the rest of the world, 
follow the ways and paths, paths, pathways of God and fall away from him and we won't be able to do those things or have those religious liberties and we'll end up maybe even worse than some of those other countries. So it's very, very important that we, uh, as believers, we watch what's going on and um, and stay in prayer. Because the enemy, he's attacking. So it's, it's very, very, very key and essential. Like the scriptures, scripture says that we should uh, hold the position, occupy the position um, uh, that the that the Lord has gave, get given us, and even some of the people who came to this place before us, like some of the great spiritual leaders, William J. Seymour, John Wesley, um, and a lot of these these um, people who like oh John Wesley and. All these people, like, and we think about like the Wesley, the Wesley, and the the not more Methodist denomination now is so far away from how the the founder was of it. Like the the person, I'm not saying that they were perfect people, but you would be surprised by the the, the life of prayer. Actually, John Wesley said he didn't really, you know, he probably wouldn't think much of me, but he said he didn't think much of a person who didn't pray. <laughs> Like four or five hours before they got up and did anything, <laughs> you know. That'd be a um, long time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. I guess it, it depends. Yeah, it depends on what you mean by praying. If you're just gonna stand there and yammer at God, that that would be, you know, tedious. But if you're if you're in that two-way conversation, and because yeah. I can't sit there and pray five hours, but I pray throughout the day. I'm like. I even do that, like, I caught myself. I don't know if normal people do this. Not that I'm, I don't know if I'm normal, but I was trying to make a spaghetti sauce. And, you know, if you put the, if you use carrots, you don't have to put sugar in because the sweetness from the carrots will carry through in the sauce. And I was just talking to Father, and I said, you know, yeah. well, how many carrots do you think I should put in? I'm going to make this much. I think two is enough. And I just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's praying, right? It is, yeah. Uh, prayer, we think we get, we do get confused with prayer. It's basically what me and you are doing in a way is, is prayer to each other, and that's how the Father envisions what prayer is. Sometimes we think we got to be yelling and screaming and beating our chest. But I'm not saying that that is not prayer because you might be in a situation where you have to do something like that. But the majority of the time it's just, like an everyday normal conversation, you know. Yeah. Of you guys um, uh, talking, but I guess I was saying all that just because um, a lot of the denominations they have gotten so far away from what their founders founders have uh, tried to uh, establish in the beginning that it's just kind of a, a sad thing. The, the what's happening as far as um them walking away from the father and not saying that they're not Christians but they can have like so much a more fruitful spiritual walk with the father if they would um actually study the denomination the that they're they're from the person who found it and they were like man they did this they did that they did believe in this and that and oh wow they don't even practice a lot of those things they just like oh I'm this and that and they and some people are are just that. That's all they are. It's a denomination. They're not <laughs> believers, so it's a dangerous time. That's why we gotta we gotta um, because he's gonna divide divide one day, and we don't want to be on the wrong side. You know where he's gonna divide the sheep and the goat. You know that would be a very very sad day for so many people. I seen a sign a sign on um, one of the social. I can't remember if it was Twitter or something like that. But somebody had this thing on their page where it says that uh, it was talking about as far as traffic going to heaven and traffic going to hell, and it's like like it was like the highway to hell. I guess that's a song or something like that, or a theme song. And then he was comparing it to like, well, heaven's got a um, a staircase. There's a staircase to heaven, so they basically were saying like the traffic, or as far as man, if if they need a highway. 
to get to hell, that means there's a lot of people going that way. And if it's only a staircase to get to heaven, that means it's not that many people going that way. <laughs> so, which is very unfortunate and very, very sad, but they was just kind of like mm-hmm. showing at, like, oh, man, this many people is going there, and then this many, only this many people is going to this way. So, yeah. So that's one of the things. That's one of the things. Um, for those of y'all listening to uh, me and Dorothy, was talking about. You know, okay, it's good. It's good to know what's going on in the nation and in, in the news, and you're just watching and, and hearing these things going on. Well, it's probably not good to know, <laughs> but it, but you need to know. But just not just not knowing about it. But the, the, even the very first article, the lady about doing what you can to do it. Okay, you may not be on CBN. Um, you may not be able to write a book, but you can. The minimum or the least thing you can do is pray about it. And then, okay, you prayed about it, but maybe you have some time. Maybe you can write a letter to your senator. Okay, you did that, but maybe you can join some type of uh, community group or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I want to encourage encourage you that there's something that you can do about it. Something you can say about it. The word says, "Whatever two or three are gathered in His name, He's in the midst." Um, and that He's gonna, He's gonna hear. He's gonna, He's gonna do some things about it. You know. Um, I guess I guess the main thing that we're trying to get is just not that these things are happening and going on, but you should be in some way at a minimum, at a minimum, it was just prayer. And I don't say that lightly because prayer, prayer is very, 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 very powerful weapon. But you just do not want to just limit yourself to just that. So kind of like we were trying to get with the whole thing this evening with the current events. What is that poem? I don't even remember who wrote it, but it was like first they came for the Jews, but I wasn't a Jew, so I didn't do anything. And then they came for the Catholics, but I wasn't a Catholic, so I didn't do anything. And it goes down all the list. And then then they came for me, and there was no one left to stand up for me or to help me. So... I think that poem sticks in my head as, you know, one of the, it it just shows you stuff needs to be done. We are to stand against the evilness in these days. It also makes our life better if we don't have to, if we can knock down this evil, our lives will be better just because they won't be around. Can we get all of it knocked out? No, because some people like their demons, so, and some people like their rebellion, and, you know, but we can get a big chunk down if we all stand together yes. and fight against it, so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I never heard that poem, but I have heard a saying like that, you know, it's like they keep on getting to different groups, and then pretty soon it's like there's nobody left, <laughs> You know, right. which is not, not say it and jokingly, but it's not very, very funny when it's happening. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, I guess I'll close out in prayer. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in um, to the podcast, Heavenly Places. Um, don't forget, if you want the book, my book, you can visit my website, www.jamere.org. That's jameer.org. You can send me an email, drmerejay at com. Also, if you got anything you want to talk about, any 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 uh, show suggestions, you can contact me through one of those ways. You can contact Dorothy Carruthers. Also, you can leave a comment like, oh, I want you to talk about this or I want you to talk about that through the different forms in which uh, the media is on online. And some of them have little communities where you can comment and uh, say, oh, please do this or please talk about that. Or even if it's something you may disagree with that I, that I said um, and you have like a scripture or, or something else you want to share, that that right there could be a topic too. Um, so that's that with that one. And I'll close out in prayer. 
Father, we thank you for your blessings, Father, Lord. We thank you for your salvation, Father. Let your people be protected, O Father, the ones who are sealed by your name. Protect your people for everything that's going on this Saturday down, Father, Lord. How your people are going to stand and have this day of mourning. Father, Lord, help us to have lives of mourning, Father, Lord, whenever we see people suffering, Father, Lord, for for your name's sake, O oh God, Lord, wherever there's any injustices going on to people, oh Father, Lord, that we that we have mourning mourning for them, O oh God, Lord. Um, scripture says that we're supposed to be there for the uh, the widowless and the orphans, O oh God. Help us to help to help the people of oh God, your people, your children, to be there for them and not be selfish and trying to get jets and all these kind of things and cars, Father Lord, but instead try to provide, O oh God, Lord. For people who, who need it, they just want like a bowl of rice. They just want like one page of a Bible, Father. Help help them, Father. Um, help us to think about them, Father, Lord, too, Father. Um, and I'm not saying that you you don't bless them in that way to jets and all these kind of things. Maybe you do use that so people can travel to get to those places to help people. But let us not take your grace, Father, Lord, and just do lavish things and lavish living, Father. And even with me, myself, Father, Lord, um, anything that I can do to, to help, Father, let the Holy Spirit speak and minister to me and speak and minister to your people, the listeners, heal them in their body, heal them in their relationships, their finances, Father. We ask all these things in your in your son's name, the one who sits on the cross, down across for our sins, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, so that was um, enjoyable. Thanks. I didn't feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can do that one like once a month or something. I don't know what we'll say. But um, next week I wanted yeah. to do that. We can do like one on missions, on the missions one, because I, I know I have that one on the list, and I, I never did get to that one. Okay. Yeah. Missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you for coming, everyone, and listening. We'll see you next week. Father bless, and you have a blessed week. Have a blessed night, Jameer. You too. You too. Many blessings to you and everyone listening. Good night, everybody. Mm